Hey, kid, we're going to say some stuff, and uh, your parents will be real upset with us if they hear you repeating it, so scram. Get out. All right, on with the program. Hey, Sketch here. So finally this session, Aaron's back. Hooray, the gang's back together again. Well, kind of. Cassie got sick, so I had to step in for Meredith in this episode and the next. But just like last time, I brought Cassie in to overdub the lines, and this is the last time that we played without everyone being present. So, how about you just sit back, relax, forget about that boring new hobby your partner wants you two to get into, and join us in Avoiding Reality. You guys are split up this time. Yeah. Into two separate groups. There is Meredith, Wick, and Clint. And there is Robert and Crab Lad. I'm going to start off with Meredith, Wick, and Clint. So the rest of you pay attention. Don't fall asleep. There's stuff going on still. And uh, I didn't mention this before, but it makes sense that you guys would have phones. So you can communicate with each other if you desire. Okay. Okay. Clint and Meredith find themselves in a tunnel, outside the booming noise and view of thousands of grammals blocking the entrance they came from, skittering around the staircase at rapid speed. The only way forward seems to be further into the mineshaft, and as they arrive at the end, they find themselves in a room with a giant scrap heap. What to do? So we just witnessed Rob the tomato and crab lad 69 get overcome by like what is effectively an avalanche of grammold in a mass yes. centipede down the spiral stairway yes yeah they were like crowd surfing down unwillingly a really sad and scared kind of crowd surf <laughs> yeah like a very aggressive very fast bad crowd surf oh this crowd surf is out of control where am i going where am i going bodyguards <laughs> who's this lady touching my butt if i may i have a kind of a question because picturing this i just realized that rob the tomato as a robot would be like lateral rather than upright what happens to the plant i'm it's, not sure what, it, what you mean exactly does it just kind of lean against the glass frame or does it have its own kind of gravity in there and keep it well, no, upright? No, the gravity is the same. Because, like, the soil is based in the head. So it is anchored in the head. Okay, so it doesn't look like Rob just straight up dies with, like, tomatoes popping in there, smashing against the side <laughs> as he's being crowd surfed down. No, I would say there's probably some sort of, maybe there's, like, a mesh laid over the soil so it can be watered, but it can't just f get all jumbled up the minute, like, an Edenite tumbles around. That wouldn't be very mm. useful. 
Okay. Well, so if we've just stumbled into Wick and Mare, would Wick have seen any of this? No, he's on the other side of the room that you guys are entering. And he can see the Grammolds fly by, like, outside the door, like, completely blocking it. But he doesn't know anything else beyond that. Clint is going to very calmly rush a little bit, pushing Mare along. Okay, they'll be fine. Crablad69 will take care of Rob. Uh, hey, Wick, let's maybe go the way that you came from. No, that's too dangerous. There was Grammods that way as well. Oh. Okay, and which way would that be? It was the uh, south from here. Down. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very weird way to describe down. <laughs> Grammods below us and Grammods back that way. Yeah. We need to just get out of here. That's a great idea. That's really promotion material. Taking the initiative, why don't you lead the way? Okay, is that like a, a pathway? Is there some way to climb? So you can climb the scrap heap to the next floor. Okay. We can just start climbing? Yeah, you can start climbing. Roll me in athletics. Both of you. I'll roll one for Meredith as well. Okay. We're rolling six-sided die now. Is no. it going to be a little bit different? Yeah. No. Yes. Six-sided dice. Six-sided die. Dice! You okay there, ghosty? Yeah, we're rolling six-sided die. (laughs) He's doing this to me intentionally. He reverses it and says dice for one and die for plural, and it's so annoying. Because one of them (laughs) sounds plural and the other one doesn't, and I'm picking the right choice. I have rolled a six. I agree with you, Sketch. (laughs) You rolled a six? That's a great success. So I, I I got a one plus three. So four. Meredith rolled a five plus one. So a six as well. Oh, very nice. That's two sixes and a four, right? Yeah. So Clint leads the climb. Meredith right behind. And then Wick, you follow a little bit after. And you're, you're wobbly, but you're getting up there. Yeah. Okay. And as you guys step up on the scrap heap, you see a faint light. So Meredith notices, first, a faint light, and she slows up, and she starts nudging Wick, and she, like, points at the light. We should go that way. Yeah, maybe. That would be my casting impression. I don't think that Clint has noticed this, and is just too concerned with upwards mobility. As they start digging through this, they hear a voice. And Clint would also hear this because it's a voice. And he goes, Oh, hello! Visitors? Is it visitors? How exciting! And you see a rustling in the pile. And a small antenna pops out. And then an arm with a little pincher on the end. And then another arm. And eventually the entire form of a small flashbot. A robot used to light the way in a tight spot. And he goes, Hello, visitors! My name is Bim. Your name is what? Bim. 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 I like the way. Okay. Well, Bim, it is great to make your acquaintance. Great to make yours. Bim, do you know how 
we could maybe get out of this general kind of area, away from the very dangerous caterpillars. Hello, Malloway. I'm out everywhere. Where do you want to go? We just need to get out. Ow. That one, you're not, no. <laughs> what does Beam look like? He looks like, like a, you know, like one of those, what are they called? This is like a giant light thing that they put down on like movie sets to like beam the light up in the sky. Like the kind of thing that fucking bat signal is on. Oh, right. Like a giant spotlight. Yeah, he looks a like- A fog light, a fog light. Yeah, he looks like a walking fog light. Okay. So like we're in Pixar, the start of a Pixar film. No, he's more like square. <laughs> more square than that. Oh, Beam. Yeah? Do you happen to have an archived map or directional tool in your programming? Uh, no. Okay, stick with us now, Beam. Mm-hmm. Great. Keep climbing up. Is Am I climbing towards something or does it just go to a ceiling? It does go towards the second floor. Basically, it's like a, the whole room is full of this giant trash pile of just like random nonsense that Beam lives in. And he is very slowly following you. <laughs> he struggles to climb this pile. Man, I'm really glad that I rolled a six so that not a single fiber of my suits would get dirty from this trash as I climb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you guys make it up the pile. Beam slowly following after. I'm sorry. What's the point if the light is behind us? I don't know. Yeah. Beam, can you get up here <laughs> with me? And those guys are slow. Okay. So you very have you ever seen like a child, like a like a little baby climb a staircase? <laughs> He's doing that. He's too small to get out of this giant pile. That's why he was stuck in the first place. <laughs> He's just trying to get in there and get up. And he cannot get up on his own. He's trying, though. I'll be right there. Trust me. You know what? On second thought there, why don't you just hop on Wick's back? How about that? You just w hop on his back there, okay? But Clint, you're in. You're ahead of us. Wouldn't it make sense for you to carry him? Um, Clint just continues climbing far ahead. He holds his hands towards Wick like he wants uppies. <laughs> he wants up beams. It's okay, Wick. He's quite light. Do you pick him up? Yeah, okay, I'll pick him up. <laughs> okay. You got your flashlight robot. Are you happy? Not at all. So now he's still behind you, but he's less behind you because he's with Wick, who is at the back of the party. You guys make your way up to yet another mine shaft. Surprisingly, there's a lot of those here. Hmm. You're back where the rails were, just walking along the rails. Okay. Well, if I get up first, I do not help the others up. That's cool. <laughs> Good to know. Notice, I guess, to look around. Like, what are we looking at here? Yeah, roll a notice if you want to. All right, I rolled. A three plus two is five. A five. Okay. So you recognize you are more or less where you, where Wick broke down the barrier. You're heading down right now because from here you can't really go up. You're just heading back down. 
that was pretty close by the camp. Yeah. I don't remember where we went from the camp to get to... We climbed the scaffolding. We did? Yeah, we climbed up the scaffolding. What? Wait, we climbed up? And then... How did we end up below? You're not below. You're above. You guys climbed back up the floor 13 or whatever. And then you went through the tight claustrophobic tunnel. Oh, that's right. The elevator. Yeah, and you broke down that part, and then you went down some stairs. Some Gramolds attacked you. You told all the Gramolds to hug each other, and yeah. they all decided to hug each other, and they became like one giant Gramold. Meredith got freaked out, ran up, pushed Robert and Crablad down into the pile, and they just drifted away. <laughs> that is what happened. And you started running down from the Gramolds that were above. And you slipped into a room below, so you're, like, right by floor 13. Like, maybe a floor or two down. Okay, well, Clint will turn to Wick, Mare, and Beam, and uh, say, Look, now I know that I've been a little bit bossy up till now, but mm-hmm. currently, we're separated <laughs> from two key members of our party. Hey, I like tomatoes, but Crab Lad's basically like the entire party. He's very powerful. We probably need him. Should we try to find them or continue to look for the twerp? Until mm, we find our precious friends. Duly noted. Is that just a bad idea? They're probably already dead. Yes, they could be dead. If we get out, we can just ask for help. Yes. That is not an option, Wick, and you know it. Oh, yeah, that is a bad idea. <laughs> Does Beam just agree with everything that's being said? Perhaps. Beam, are you just agreeing with anything that's being said? <laughs> yes. Okay, Mayor, <laughs> what about you? You've been quiet lately. Uncharacteristically quiet. I don't know, just leave me alone. I'm so freaked out. I don't feel right. Wick, look, it's just you and me here. And then we have this kiss ass. We need to get out, dude. We're already two people down. We're not two people down, Wick. Do you want to get suspended? With no benefits? Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's being forced to work for you. <laughs> You're suspended then. When I get back, I'm going to inform them that, uh, yeah, we'll add four more years onto your workload. That's how suspension works. Yeah, you'll be suspended in workloads. Yeah, we are going to march down towards the campsite. I don't like it. Beam, you like anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, the Beam leads the way. He just lights his flashlight all the way down to the camp. <laughs> so, Robert and Crab Lad, you are being pulled down by the enormous force of thousands of gramolds of various sizes, all formed together into one giant centipede-like shape, running down the circular staircase like a river rapid. Where you started off crowd surfing, you're quickly pulled in and are struggling to maintain control while slowly being suffocated and crushed by the sheer pressure and force pushing you down further into the depths of Agatha. What do you want to do? Okay. What is possible physically for them to do if they are being crushed? 
So, I literally just want you to think of it as if you're running down a river rapid. Robert wants to try and see if there's anything he could grab onto, something that he would be able to have a good grip on, maybe even also grab hold of Crablad and hold on and let the Grammals rush past, hoping they won't notice. Currently, you guys are on top of the Grammals, like in them. So could I just turn the mech into a ball shape that Rob can also fit into, and then we just ride to the bottom? Ooh, that's interesting. I like that. You guys are far apart right now. You have to get together first, but afterwards, I really like that idea. So that's cool. Okay, so in that case, let me see. Does Robert still have thing in his inventory? What, what did he pick up again from the store? The rope he got rid of, right? Yeah, he used the one rope that he had, and Wick has the rest of the ropes. You have a bunch of glow balls. <laughs> yeah, those aren't going to be much help. Is Robert able to get a sense of Crablad, where he is? Does he see him, or does he? would he have to call out for him to hear him? You could probably call out to him, but you'd get like a... I'll give you like a plus one if you call out to him and you just roll. Notice is the only one that makes sense. Okay. All right. So Robert is like, crab lad. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Let me try that again. Does he say anything back? Because otherwise you wouldn't notice anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can also just find my way to him, right? Hearing him yell. You could. Yeah, yeah. You could hear him. But then you roll the notice. Mm. And uh, Simon, you roll the empathy. Roll empathy. Okay, two plus four is six. Plus your one is a seven. I got nine. Whoa. Crab lad, you hear Robert calling out. And in fact, you can spot him perfectly. He's a little bit above you. And you are currently stuck on your head. Struggling to get up, wiggling back and forth. And uh, yeah, he's a bit up. If you're counting who gets to the bottom first, you're ahead and he's behind. Okay. And you can see perfectly where he is as he is being slowly pulled down right into the Grammals. In fact, Robert, roll me a physique. Okay. Oh boy. That's a two. <laughs> a two. So that is a stress shift of three. So you take three stress. Okay, wow. You can take a consequence and then you relieve two of your stress like basically the number consequence you take is the number of stress you relieve i have found out i don't really have any consequences yet so i'll take one consequence mild consequence or wait it says two next to mild so that would be two you take two and then you have one physical stress afterwards okay mild consequence for robert Okay, your throwing arm, remember how previously you didn't take a consequence, but like the joint of your arms loosened, mm-hmm. and now it is loose. So when you throw something, like the tomato, you're going to have a minus one to that. So your mild consequence is that you have a loose joint in your throwing arm. Okay. Is it throwing with an apostrophe? <laughs> that is uh, Simon's choice. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Crab Lad has to get to his feet and help Simon, presumably. Simon, you can also make efforts to help your situation. Yeah, my physical stress 
goes up to two, right? Because I already had one, so plus one is then two. Yes. Okay. Or you could have taken a moderate consequence as well, if you wanted to. No, I'll try to balance it out. Is it like athletics to try and get on my feet? Yeah, do a athletics with disadvantage because you're on your back. Or four. Yeah, you managed to get on your feet like you're in no way steady. You can't just walk up there, but you manage your way to your feet. You're still getting dragged down. You guys, at this point, you've gone down pretty far. This thing is moving very fast. You assume that you're at least past floor 20 or something. Oof. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So Robert just attempts to kind of kick his way around closer to where he heard Crablad just kicking himself through the mass of Gramwalds. So you kick a couple Gramwalds out of the way and the crowd disperses a bit more. You have an easier way of navigating your way through. It's still difficult. You guys are still getting pushed down very fast. But you are managing to get closer to each other once they notice that something is actively trying to get them to disperse. They just have in their mind, we need to hug. But then something (laughs) else is showing, okay, we're not hugging anymore. So those specific ones go out to the side and start hugging the others. So there's a little mosh pit sort of (laughs) opening in the middle you walk through. So you guys are together now. The Gramolds going around you because they've noticed you don't want to be here. They have no reason to want to pull you down. So they're just being good concert goers and letting you have some space. Crabba, do you still want to go with your idea? Yeah. Okay. Roll. Roll nothing. You roll up into a ball. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Where do you guys want to go? Probably the nearest thing to get off because I don't think we need to be down this far. Okay. So... You see a couple entryways. You'll have to fight your way through. Okay. To get there. But you should you should be able to squeeze out because the. Okay, basically, it seems like a lot of the Gramwolds have gotten to the bottom at this point, and it's slowing down because it, it's getting crowded down there. So. Here's the thing: you guys are basically in combat. Don't doesn't really work the way that we were doing it. It's more of like a conflict. You have to solve the conflict. The conflict is that there are at least five Gramolds in the way constantly, right? You guys have to like make a path between these Gramolds, and that is the conflict that you're in. You have to find a solution, and that is the battle. Let's start. We're going to do something called Popcorn Initiative, which just means like the one most likely to be doing something would do something. And we all decide together. If somebody disagrees, then they can speak up about that. That is totally fine. But I think the most logical person to do anything would be Crablad. Because he's like a kind of all business, you know, ready to act. Dad and Robert is in a ball of the mech now. So Yeah, and injured. True. I just imagined this ball of a mech doing like the sonic thing you know when you're a ball and you can still (laughs) jump and attack shit (laughs) (laughs) that's great also i really like that you said there's a bunch of stuff in the mech you have stated this very clearly (laughs) so now it's just like tumbling around all in there while you (laughs) and simon well so i was imagining right that it's 
more like a gyro thing. So the cockpit area stays upright constantly, but the shell can rotate around it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That makes sense. So you want to do a, a spin dash attack yeah, on the gremlins? <laughs> okay, roll me a fight. <laughs> four. A four. Okay, you hit the four of them. They're dispersing, and there's one kind of big one who's blocking the path because now he's angry. Now he's like, what, what the fuck, dude? I was just vibing, and now you're doing this shit? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> and he's going to try to fear Robert because he, he thinks Robert is the weaker one. He's going to try to fear him and get him to want to run away. Hold on, so is the mech, like, visible, see-through? Can Robert be seen, or is he just sensing Robert? He's sensing Robert. He's sensing two people. And also, you were not in the ball earlier. Makes sense. He fails tremendously. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he fails so tremendously, he feels embarrassed, and he just crawls away. And you guys make it to safety. Okay. Okay, now we are going to move to specifically Wick. Okay. Where is my thing? Yeah, we're going to move to Wick. Okay, Wick. As you keep going down the scaffolding, for what feels like an hour, it eventually stops. At this point, the night sky isn't even visible. Looking up feels just like looking at an inky blackness. Your headlamp has started flickering more frequently and you can't hear anything but the sound of your own steps as your breathing has become increasingly more labored making your way into yet another cave you are alone okay i guess just keep heading down keep heading down okay so roll an athletics right okay what was my goal for that ah okay four plus three Four plus three. So that is a seven, I think? Yes. Good. <laughs> we did it together. We yeah. It <laughs> Math buddies. Down here, you can barely see anything. Your lights are going out. But you manage to keep your balance. And stumbling blind, you're going all against the wall. And you can feel several more of those holes that you felt before. Right. Okay. The humanoid-shaped holes in the walls. The same ones you found in the room of books. Greatly varying of size this time though, they're not all like baby sized. And they seem to follow in a pattern along the walls. And no matter how far you go, there seems to be no end to them. What do you do? Hang on, just a moment. You said Wick is stumbling blind, but isn't Beam on his back? No, Wick is alone. Okay. Yeah, nobody else is there. He's way down in the cave. Isn't that fun? Yeah. So there's just basically infinite books in every direction, right? Not books, like holes. Humanoid-shaped holes. Do any- Wait, so there, there were books, though? No, that was in the other room you were in before. Now you're in a cave, and you can't see anything, but you feel humanoid-shaped holes along the way. And they seem to be no end to them. Can I see for any of them? Or is it just darkness? It's dark. You can't really see uh, anything. I want to remind everyone, you have phones. You can talk to each other. <laughs> okay. Who's... Who would Wick phone? I'm going to phone Crab Lad. <laughs> <laughs> Ring. 
Just rejected the call. What? <laughs> no. That... Wait, oh, come on, dude. Okay. I actually really like that. I will invoke the aspect all business, no friends for that one. I want you to do that. Okay, fine. You get a fake point. Yeah. I'll, I'll phone Robert then. Robert isn't super comfortable with not having full control over where he's going, so let's just say now that they're safe, like, he, he asked Crablet to let go and let him go out again. In, in that case, Robert is just very surprised. Oh, right, phone. He just picks up and is like, Robert the Tomato here. Hello? Hey, it's Wick. Oh, Wick? Yeah. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I, we just went through a pile of grandmolds. I'm. My arm hurts pretty bad. What's up? Hello. Hey, hope you're doing well. I, I, I think. Um. So I climbed down, and there's like tons of holes of humanoids. You know. Yes, we saw the holes. I thought it was grandmold holes. No, there, there's like people-shaped ones as well. Oh. So, Robert, roll a lore for me. Okie dokie. Four. Two plus two. Okay. You know that the Agathans came from Agatha, right? And you know that they came from humanoid-shaped holes in the wall. And specifically, you know that Atlas came from a humanoid-shaped hole, and you are extremely excited about that. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's different than the ones we saw earlier. So you must be in the presence of the Agathan birthplace. What an honor. I'm so happy for you, Wick. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, what did you want to call about? Should we, we can manage to reunite, right? I'm pretty far down. I can't even see the sky anymore. So... Yeah, I guess I'm just down here. Where are you? Honestly, Crablet, where are we? This wake is on the phone. I don't know, am I able to identify that? Yeah, you can see the same kind of chart that you saw on floor 13, and it shows you are on floor 34. Jesus Christ, we are on floor 34. <laughs> oh, I turned the speaker on too, on the phone, so like... Crablet can hear now as well. You're on speaker. We are apparently on floor 34. I have no idea where Clint and Meredith and... I think that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, a sketch. Do I know how far down I am? Like, am I higher or lower than Robert and Crablet? You are way lower. So you are around, like, floor... 57. <laughs> Damn. Right before your light went out, you managed to see that you are on floor 57. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I'm on floor 57. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So, but hey, there are, this is the Agathon birthplace. Yes. So if you want to come down here. That would be amazing, but should we focus on the mission? I think the kids are further up, right? I would love to go. I really would, but we should also probably not split up. 
Yeah. When was the last time that you were able to go up? When's the last time you could go up? You can go up right now. Y- yeah. You just can't see anything. I can keep going up. I can go up or I don't think I can really. I could go up. I could go up if I wanted, I guess. No one's stopping. Clint's not here, so no one's stopping me. I'd really like to I'd really like to just chime in now with him saying Clint's not here so no one's stopping me. Could could we just say that Clint and Wick and Mare have reached the camp that they were just about to reach and he would have probably at that point yep. called Rob? Yeah, sure. So Clint is calling Rob Busy signal. Busy signal. <laughs> 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 wow okay <laughs> whatever no yeah hang on hang on wicked let's let clint join in on the call are you, are you, oh man hi clint hey buddy i'm glad you didn't get squashed yes crablad stepped in he did a wonderful job as expected hey good job crablad you know what hefty bonus of shiny things for you crablad fuck yeah <laughs> Hey, so, my friend, Rob, Mare and Wick and I have just made it back to the base camp. Where um, about are you guys? What are you talking about? What? Wait a second. We are on floor 34. I look at Wick and, and like, at the camp as I hear his voice over the intercom. Okay, so that Wick is like, yeah? Is Wick still there, Sketch? I don't <laughs> Yeah, he's there. Oh, okay. Uh, he's giving you a big thumbs up. <laughs> oh, just uh, one, just one moment, just one. Hey, Beam. Yes. Why don't you get on Mare's back? Mm, who is that? <laughs> what? Who is that? Mare, the fuzzy one. Oh. He uh, crawls off of Wick <laughs> and uh, tries to get uppies from Mare, who reluctantly lifts him up. Okay. Oh, right. Also, we met this cool little robot called Beam. Anyway, so... Right. So, Wick Hello. and... Wick and Mara... They can hear you, Beam. He, he waves at the phone. He's waving at you. It's actually... <laughs> this guy is so adorable. I'm gonna keep him. I'm gonna have this guy multiplied until 5,000. I need to see him every day. Oh, man. What is that thing? Why is Meredith holding that? What is that? That's Wick on the phone. We've got an abundance of wicks. One is enough, really. What's going on here? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, dude? Wick, there's another wick up here. What? How? Did you, like, I don't know, experience a bout of mitosis before you went off whichever direction you had to go? No. What are you talking about? Makes sense. Mitosis? Oh, I'm sorry, right. Only one syllable words for you. Oh. Did you split <laughs> two, two wicks? I'm going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> How are you going to do that? I'm looking at you right now. You're not doing anything. Give me a big thumbs up. You like me. Uh, oh, this is the fake <laughs> one, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, that's the fake one. Are you fake? I'm just talking to the other wick right now. Am I fake? No, I'm... I'm. No, Rob, are you sure that the one that's on the phone here is, like, the real deal? Are you fake, bro? Fake. Yeah. Um... Yes, I'm the real wick. <laughs> These are camera oh. phones. These are camera phones? Oh, right. Okay, I'm pointing the wick 
on the phone at the real wick then you guys seeing this right you know what even if there's a fake wick he wouldn't have the phone he wouldn't have the number can you ask the other wick does he have a phone on him i've got you on speaker he can answer for himself he shows you his phone yeah is the wick at the campsite we'll call him thick is Fick not talking anymore? No, he should be talking. I think he's just a bit confused playing two people. <laughs> yeah, the wick on the camera on the phone is confused by the other fake wick. Right, so, but what is Fick saying, Aaron? Uh, which one is Fick? <laughs> well, that's what we've been asking you. Which one's Fick? <laughs> um, what was what were you asking him? <laughs> Does he have a camera phone what? and stuff? How does he yes. respond no. to any of this? Is he just like a brain-dead moron standing there okay with the fact that here's another of him somewhere? There's a lot going on. <laughs> okay, so he says, well, that's clearly the fake wig because he's some other place and I'm right here. <laughs> that's the Solid reason point. why he's the fake wig. That's not very convincing. What does wick on the phone say to that? Compelling argument. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that has the, the phone. He's got a phone, he's got his items with him, so clearly he's the real one. Are you yes. speaking the first person to not confuse this anymore, Aaron? Can we just say upper wick and lower wick? No, because that's gonna change if they meet thick and wick. <laughs> hey, thick. I'm not thick, I'm wick. Okay, whatever you say, thick. No, I'm wick. If you're really wick, and Clint's gonna do, like, this little, like, quotation mark things in the air, right? If you're really wick, then why don't you have the phone? Who needs a phone these days, right? We should all just look at each other and talk. He's walking closer. I'm gonna to, try to, to push Clint. him off the edge. I'd like to <laughs> initiate a combat grapple push off edge. All right. Okay, so I'm going to push back. Okay, both of you roll a physique. Yay! This is not going to go well for you, Clint. I don't care. I've got Marin Beam to help me out. Plus, there's a, there's a record. It's all being recorded live. I've got a total of six. Beam is clapping. <laughs> Whoa! I rolled it's excited. a total of two. Yikes. And I've got six, so... What occurs is that Clint starts pushing Wick towards the edge and Wick grabs him and does like a turning throw. Meredith is right by, however, so she is going to try to leap out and try to grab Clint like she hates Clint, but she doesn't want him to die. I think. <laughs> Reasonable. She also wouldn't want to be alone in the fight against the fake wick. Yeah, true. If he is the fake one, you don't know. Yeah. He's not. He's like the real wick. What's true is that she probably would be like, at least Clint she knows is definitely still Clint. Likeable or not. She rolled pretty badly, if I'm being completely honest. I feel bad using her fate points, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna have Clint roll in athletics to see how he handles being thrown into Agatha. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but I just used my last fate point and am used to a high-stressed work environment. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's valid. As you're getting thrown off the edge, you just, like, perfectly, like, backwards lean, and then you just lean back up. Yep. Sounds about right. You're standing there, completely straight and perfect. Yeah. I'd like to continue, not with a, a physique roll, but with a provoke roll instead. And I'd like to say, well, that's all you got? Huh? Not even close. <laughs> the real wick would have had me down in that hole so quick. Trying to provoke. So, Aaron, I will relieve you of your duty. Okay. As a wick says, uh, I don't really care about this anymore. So, I'm just going to go take a nap. And he sort of like slinks in, like he gets thinner, turns into what you know is a grammald, and just slinks down the side of the hole. And he's gone. Okay. And now it's just Meredith and Clint at the camp. Well, hey guys, so... <laughs> that was weird. Hey, thanks, Mare. Didn't really help that much. Beam was more useful. <laughs> He does like a ta-da kind of thing. <laughs> hey, what floor are y'all on? We're back at the camp, as you know. I'm on floor 57. Oh, you really are down there. Maybe I should have just fallen down. It would have been faster. You can always take a leap of faith. Okay, let's go down. <laughs> and uh, is the scaffolding right below me? Yeah, you can go down the scaffolding if you want. All right, so as even though I like did that cool recovery thing, I'm just going to slink back down off the edge onto the scaffolding and climb down as fast as I possibly can. We're actually going to switch back to Rob and Crab Lad. Okay. Oh, okay. Clint's coming back down. I guess we're at the halfway point between him and Wick, the real yeah. Wick. Crab yeah. Lad, let's just try to get out to where we can see the scaffolding. Okay. Is there any indication which direction we would go? Because we're in one of the shafts, right? Yeah. So, if you remember when you were on floor 13, you could go left or you could go right. First, you went left led to the camp and stuff, right? And right led to the cramped hallway that ended in a staircase. You guys were headed down this staircase, riding the Grammels. So... The direction you would go is further in. Like, you're going towards the hole now, rather than away from it. If you just go further into the mine shaft. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Alright. So, as you go in, you see an uncharacteristic metal door. Big metal door with an electricity sign on it. You guys want to do anything with that, or do you just want to walk past, or what do you want to do? Could be power to the facility, or it could be electrified. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> it's a power sign. Yeah, I know, but if I touch the door, I don't want to get immobilized. It's a good point. <laughs> if only you weren't alone. <laughs> Robert just wants to investigate the door and see if there's any sort of danger in it. Like, trying to sense if there's power running through it. Okay. Do a quick prayer and roll me a will. <laughs> oh, Atlas, please let this go well. Seven. Five plus two. 
more prayer, please. <laughs> more detailed about what you want and where you want. What do you want? What do you want from Atlas? He wants Atlas, please make me aware of any danger around me. Does that work? <laughs> yeah, sure. So you sense, you get like a really strong sense of danger down. The door feels warm and nice. I think it's safe to go in here. Let's try to go in here, crab lad. Okay. So you open the door and you are met with what looks like a room where all the electrical stuff is being controlled. It's just a bunch of like boxes with wires in them and you see a main panel as well. You guys are just going to have to accept how contrived this is because I want to do fun puzzle. Okay? Okay. Okay. I like it. There's a panel with seven buttons that show seven different mythological creatures that you are familiar with, as well as there are seven lights, six of which are switched off and one of them that is on. And they all represent sections. So there's the horse section, there's the crab lad section, there's the strawman section. This place is 900 years old. So before the vertex were known to everyone and they were just like normal citizens, they were known as the mythological creature Sramen, who would come and take people in the night and attack them and murder them mercilessly on horseback. There's also bird section, lizard section, the tralu section, and the top cat section. What I want is a special kind of set dressing, which is I want you to come up with the names of these creatures and also the mythology behind them. I will give an example by giving the mythology behind the Sobaman, which is the Srawman horse, and also the Grammald. Is the Grammald the top cat one? The Grammald is the Grammald. There's a picture of a Grammald here. Okay, so they don't correspond with the ones on the right. I'm not going to tell you that. Okay. (laughs) It's the puzzle. Gotcha, Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just describing these mythological creatures because I want you guys to pick one and then describe one, right? Each. Okay. Yeah, I will also just tell you guys that the Tatterdemalians are, as you know, they are marsupial in a symbiotic relationship with a meldable sentient metal. So that is also one. I don't want to come up with big lore about it because we already know the lore. But the other two, I will tell you the lore and then you will follow an example for the rest. So, the Sobaman. They say that the Sramen grew tired of their horses always bucking them off, always dying before they had ceased to be useful. Until the Srawmen started fusing themselves with mechanical horses so they could hunt in the night more efficiently and slaughter without mercy or delay. This was the birth of the Sobamen. And here's the mythology for the Grammolds. Once upon a time, there was a crab lad who ventured into Ferret Mountain. There he met a beautiful top cat. They wed, and their joy was never greater except for the day when they found out that she was expecting. However, the baby was born, one section, then the next, with millions of legs (laughs) scraping at her innards. Their joy quickly turned to horror, as they were both devoured by their own young, before it slinked off into the dark to find another victim. 
That's terrifying. Oh my god. A crab fucked a ferret. Yeah. <laughs> That's the mythology. That's the bit you point out? Yeah. That's the part that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Everyone, I'd just like to remind you all that childbirth is a beautiful thing. Okay, uh, let's start out with some set dressing. Let's have Simon name the first one. Name him and come up with the mythology. Who's that Pokemon? Shut up. <laughs> okay, hang on. We see the body of a lizard, and from its feathery neck, there's four wings extending with a head that looks like a mix between a bird and a lizard. Three fetters extending from the back of the head. It's... The Ascendants. The Ascendants were lizards that had been gifted the power of flight. They were closer to the moon than any other lizard had been, and yet they never managed to fly far enough. They were cursed with their potential, and yet having limits placed upon them. Beautiful. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah, it's good, yeah. I like that. Okay. Kevin, you do this one. Okay. What? I don't know, man. Just come up with something. I'm gonna call it a loomer. It is a very large-eyed bird-like lemur creature that only comes out at nighttime, and they like to stare at you from a distance, but they're not, like, hostile. They like to loom over you. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Aaron, you do this one. Okay. Uh, this is a chimera. This chimera has the backside of a bird, the front legs of a horse, the face of a Barret. It has a pair of large bird wings. This is just one representation of it. It's a mutation of any unfortunate creature, whether it's a humanoid sort of thing or just a low intelligence monster, creature, animal, whatever. They are often considered very powerful because of their unpredictable mutations. Some are known to be able to breathe fire. Some can transform the density of their body, so they could become hard as steel. Cool, cool. I think it's pronounced Chimera, by the way. Okay, Chimera. Chimera! Of course. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> okay, Ghosty, I saved the best for last. Go for it. Okay, looking at a picture now, looks kind of like maybe a lobster's, like, frontal, like full frontal, but then it has two feathery wings sticking up. So, because of that, you know, lobster, wings, obviously I'm going to call it a snumpet. Snumpet? Yeah, this is a snumpet. S-N-U- Very cute. M-N- Very Pokemon. P-I-E-Y-T. Snumpet. Crab's super horny. Crab fucked a bird and this <laughs> thing showed up. The innards of a snumpet are known to have been used medicinally by crab lads but only when not fully sentient so basically by crabs that aren't quite lads 
because as soon as they get in their mechs, they realize the horror of what they're doing, which is like eviscerating their ancestors or some kind of, you know, closely related species for the equivalent of, you know, killing Rhino for aphrodisiac purposes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and also they come in a variety of colors, like every possible color imaginable, but the wings are always silver. Cool, cool. Puzzle time. What do you guys do? These are buttons. These are like light panels. So Robert and Crab Lad, but you guys can all participate. I don't really care. Yeah. We are on the phone, so we can call in for help if we would like. That's true. That's like the only thing that we see on the screen. And we see like both the stuff on the left and the right. So both the text and the the icon panels, right? Yeah. You can see that the light panels all belong to a different section of the mines. And you see the buttons that have no further description than the images and the fact that you guys do know what mythological creatures. These are stories you've been told since you were children. Okay. So what's the goal? Okay. So you can tell that one section of the mine has power. The rest does not. Okay. Yeah. If you want to power the rest of the mines, then you can. Kevin, the goal is that we have to figure out what the goal is. It's a puzzle. Good luck, guys. Are we still in the call? Is has Clint still stayed in the call? While climbing down? I f- you can if you want. I feel like he was about to hang up, but you did the scene change thing, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure That's what. up to you guys. I'm going to say Clint was like on his way to hang up as he was climbing down. He wanted to climb down efficiently, so it would have been in like drop off the edge, hang up, start climbing. So mm-hmm. we'll just sit one out for this puzzle. Okay. Okay, so... Did Wick hang up? No, he's still on the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, if I think we could power the rest of the mine and just light things up for you down there, Wick. So then we need to press the lizard button. No, I don't think the lizard. Keep in mind the Agathans. He's in an area of the birthplace of the Agathans. Now, think about this. These are all the mythological creatures we know. Now, which one, my dear Crablad, which one is most closely associated with the Agathans? Can Crablad do a lore roll? <laughs> yeah, if not, then I just want you can if you Robert to. to do one. I feel like Robert would know this as a big fan of the Agathans, so that's why I tried to lead it so Crablad would have to roll for it. Yeah, fair enough. You can it as though you was like teaching him <laughs> yeah yeah that's the vibe that i was going for what did you get kevin four a four it's pretty obvious the only creatures that are in any way connected to agatha here are the lizards that work in the mines yeah and the grammolds who you have seen all over the mines um so press the fuck i don't on the right, I think, is the state of the areas in the mines, and currently only Top Cat is lit up. I was just pressing the Ascendance button, and Robert confidently presses 
the button with the ascendant. Okay, so panel number four and <laughs> five light up. Okay. No difference for Wick. I was about to ask. Yeah, no difference for him. It's still dark here, guys. Okay, well, we just have to keep going. Oh, is this one of those puzzles that it only... No, never mind, it's not. I don't know, because you didn't go further <laughs> into it. They say the combinations, like if we press the bird horse one, the horse would light up, but the bird would turn off. That, that may very well be. I would suggest pressing the button for the Sobamin next. Okay. Do you agree? Yeah. So one and three light up. So the last one should be the very bottom on the left, right? The crab one. Whatever that was called. I forgot. We will see. I, I feel like the bird might just go back, but we should try that. We should try that and see what happens. Was it called like a snuff butt or something? Snuffkin? Snuff. It was not snuffkin. Snump it. Snump it. Alright, it was a snump it. A snuffkin is something for Moomin. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is the guy from Moomin. Okay, so you guys press the snump it. And the second panel lights up. And the fourth panel, as you guys predicted, goes out. Okay. Hey, Wick. Yeah. And Robert describes everything in detail. Which button do you think we should press next? So, uh, Wick, your lights are on. I forgot about that, but your oh, lights are on. Hey, my, my lights are on now. Cool. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I feel like while we're at it, we should light up everything. Because, you know, it, it would be pretty helpful if we go through any other areas. Yeah. What were the fucking Trello again? The Trello, they're like marsupials. Oh. Well, I feel like at that point it should be obvious that the loomer is the one that's going to turn everything on, right? I think the loomer is the right choice, yeah. Right, so you guys press the loomer? Mm -hmm. right, it all lit up. Congrats. Woo! Good job. Nice. Hey, it's all light. What's up? Cool. <laughs> yep. Everything's all lit up. Even the hallway outside where you entered, you see that the light's coming in. Oh, this is wonderful. This is really helpful. And Clint, as you're climbing down the scaffolding, you notice like around the hole on, on like your half of it. You can't see in the distance and the distance is still dark, but on your half of it, lights are coming up all over. And what you see is as this trench in the side of it is down every like fifth or sixth floor of scaffolding, two tunnels branching out of the trench. And as you continue downwards, you see one spot where there is only one tunnel. Uh, do you want to do anything about that or do you want to continue down? It's your choice. Before that, I need to know the more pressing thing, which is where are Mare and Beam? Did they follow me down or are they still just up by the camp? They're following you, yeah. Okay. Beam is on Meredith's uh, back. Good Beam. So every five floors... There's two tunnels branching out, and then you say at one junction, it's just one tunnel branching out where there should be yep. two? Yep. Can I see down below that, like, the next 
Junction has two tunnels, as the rest yep. do. You or, see everything fairly clearly then, now, yeah. Then uh, I'm going to stop there and phone back up. I'll phone a friend. Uh, okay. Sorry, no, I'll phone a colleague. I'll phone Crab Lad this time. We'll answer by call. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shiny things. That's fair, yeah. Crab Lad. Yep. 69. We have reached a point where I suspect that we may have found something. Uh, climbing down the scaffolding, much more observant than our companion here, Wick, I've noticed that there's a singular tunnel leading off of one of these floors, rather than two, like every other point. So Wick is still on a call with Robert, I assume? Yeah. Uh-huh. On speaker? I think that singular tunnel, maybe that's where, you know, the one tunnel... Maybe one of the other tunnels is the one that Crablad collapsed. That was a while back. <laughs> That's where Jesus was carrying you. <laughs> Can I see what floor I'm on? No, uh, you can't. You're quite a bit down. You assume you're pretty close to where they are, actually. Like, somewhere between 20 and 30. All right. I think I'm somewhere between floor 20 and 30. What do you guys think? Should I explore this tunnel or keep going down and correspond with Wick? I do have a question. Does it look like there possibly were two tunnels and one just caved in? No, it looks like there's just a wall. Okay. There was never another tunnel here unless this is just a like line of grammals pretending to be a wall. Anything could Mm -hmm. happen. Go poke it. Yep. Correct. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I am going to poke the wall. (laughs) Okay, roll me a fight. Roll me a fight. Oh, no. I'm gonna fight the wall. Okay. <laughs> fight the wall. I fought the wall and it fought back. Uh, I rolled a five. You punch right through? Uh-huh. And it feels like you punched nothing and you, like, just push through it, like, with your punch. With your powerful <laughs> punch, you push through it and now you're on the other side of it. And uh, Beam is like, this... You see, this is a very nice place uh, to find stuff. You see, workers, this is a classic <laughs> example of when life doesn't give you a door, make one. And I'm going to walk through it. <laughs> okay. Beam and Meredith to follow along. Just keep, like, yapping on about, you know, every door is an opportunity to advance upwards in society and, and kind of trail off. <laughs> What am I walking towards? <laughs> so you're walking into a tunnel that is, it's shaped like a trench. You're walking in the middle of a big trench inwards. This tunnel is also lit up. Let me... Uh, Can I get just a elaboration on the trench thing? Because I'm having a hard time visualizing that. Uh-huh. So imagine the long trench along the thing, like along the hole, was like the spine, right? Remember that? I remember the spine. Okay. These are like rib cages. Mm, okay. Yeah. That is the idea. It's the rib cage. Do you think that Clint would put two and two together here, considering that he recognized the spine earlier? Yeah. Okay. I think that makes sense. Yeah. He knows that he's in the he's in the rib cage. All right. Yep. Yep, um, folks. This is I'm inside of a big old biggin void. That's fan. Fascinating. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Rob, this is going to make you very jealous. <laughs> As you're walking down the tunnel, you notice various drawings and symbols on the wall. 
a small stick man with an arrow that says me, a bunch of larger stick men wearing hard hats and an arrow saying my family. The further you go down, the more covered the walls are in random art, handprints, infinite swirls, what you can only assume are supposed to be like a grammal, then a bunch of names written in different handwriting. Viola, Papa, Duggan, Steve, Nawjaw, and many more. But a name that you guys see repeatedly written in various levels of legibility is Atlas. First, with letters of different sizes facing different directions, then in clearer and clearer lettering until what looks like a full name, Atlas Spade Collier, written by an educated adult. And as you go further in, you're led to a room the size of a studio apartment, which seems to center around a small hole with a peculiar humanoid shape. Imagine a little kid's room, but the child has gone back for summer vacation from college and has made himself a home for the time being. The floor is littered with books. There's a small desk covered in notes, a large bed that's entirely untouched, and a ton of schematics and drawings on the wall. As well as you see a bunch of dust everywhere, except a few footprints, which look like big lizard footprints, very familiar to you from maybe a friend or a coworker. Okay. There are only so many lizards, right? They're just, they're really dying off. Like, they're trying to go up into the moon, not down into the hole. So this would be pretty peculiar, yep. I think. If, am I still on the call? Hello? This thing on? Hi, Clint. Hey, why don't we join calls, Crablad? Get Wick and Rob into the same call so that they're just not hearing, you know, over speaker. Makes no sense. <laughs> what are we doing? Come on. Did you say Wob? Yeah, Wob. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my name, but I will press Hello, the button. Wham, <laughs> Wait, Wick. <laughs> Wick is now in the call. Yeah, I'm here. What is it? Hello, Rick. No, <laughs> not Rick. Wick. Hey. Hey, Rick. Hey, real quick. Have you been in here? Does this look familiar? Yeah, yeah, I was here. Okay. You didn't think to, I don't know, mention that? We've barely spoken, thankfully. <laughs> We've been on a phone call now for 40 minutes. Yeah, guess I just didn't get around to mentioning that stupid little room. What do you want to know? Is the pillow still in the hole? You're bored out of your mind sitting on a scaffolding thinking of what you want to do and you don't think like to mention that you've been to Atlas's room? I'm not bored. How does your brain work? He doesn't know that he's been in Atlas's room, by the way. He just knows he's been in a room full of books. Oh, okay. Did you take anything from it? Yes. I took a book, and I put a pillow in the humanoid-shaped hole. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> That's what that was doing in there? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could push it all the way through to maybe get some attention from someone on the other side. <laughs> I didn't want to drop anything heavy in case it hit someone. So, that's great. Why don't you guys... Come on up here. There's nothing there. I just don't know that I can fully trust the importance of this operation in what you've deduced from being in this room. I'm not even certain that you knew it was Atlas's room when you were there. Does it matter? Yes, it matters. The children wanted to find Atlas's room. Did they? Yes. There was a, some kind of magical wall. They may not have found it. Oh, okay. 
think by what Clinch has described on the phone, he might have punched through that wall. Yeah, I punched through it as well. Oh no, he did the same thing to get through the wall? I didn't punch it, actually. I used my, my, my uh, sledgehammer. Baseball bat. Okay, now I don't feel as bad. But yes, I feel like we, we should probably try to meet up here and investigate the area. I definitely don't just want to be there because it's Atlas's room, but I... It's- Rob, here's how you get to this... Here's how you get to this spot. Go out to the scaffolding. I'm going to have Beam go out and he'll be a bright beacon. Won't you, Beam? Is that a good idea? Are you going to get unwanted attention? It's bright everywhere now. I have no purpose. <laughs> right, but you're also a talking, walking robot, so... He just sits down very sadly and turns off his light. <laughs> hey, Beam. Uh? I'm going to need you to turn your light back on. Come on. No, there is enough light. I have no purpose. No, no, you're, you're very important, Beam. Look. You know how many stars there are in the night sky? No. There are five. There are five stars in the night sky, Beam. That is so many! You know what they call it? They call it Myriad. And you see where I'm going with this, Beam? I bet you do, don't you? Okay, now turn that light back on. He points at Meredith, questioning. Yep, Meredith. No, no. Meridim. Meridim. Yep. Meridim. Right, and you're Mary Bright. Meredith is just, like, annoyed looking through the books at this point. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, you're going to turn your light on and you're going to go out and sit on the scaffolding and wait there until silver-looking mech thing with a crab inside of it, uh-huh, and a silver-looking robot thing with a tomato inside of it, right? Excuse me, I'm green? And a really, really ugly, scary <laughs> green creature shows up. Oh, <laughs> wow. Roll a will. Okay, I'll roll a will. I will. So I rolled a five plus three. Five plus three. Yeah, that's enough. I have thought about it, and I like it. He starts to very slowly wander off. <laughs> okay. Meredith, do you think that you can inspect this human-sized hole that has a pillow down it and see if maybe there's a child... Like the bones of a child back there or something? I don't know. (laughs) Something to do while we wait for these schmucks. Ew. No. Okay. (laughs) Really useful in this session, Mare. Really useful. (laughs) Right back at you, dude. And I just hang up because I've done my job. They're on their way. Okay, so we are out in the scaffolding area again, or is there anything that's keeping us? You guys can see everything now, so there are maps and stuff that just, you can tell where you're going. Okay. Do we spot Beam, or does Beam spot us? Hello? 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 Oh, hello, fellow robot. You must be... Well... Well... Robert, Robert. Robert. Something like that. Robin. Hello, Robin. And uh, Robert climbs up the scaffolding to where Beam is. Hello. Hello. He he bows to you. 
and he looks to see if Wick is also coming. The Wick is very far down. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Yeah, he's far <laughs> down, but he's on his way. <laughs> Beam bows to you and falls over. Because <laughs> he doesn't have very good balance. He's <laughs> not built that way. Oh, you poor creature. Robert picks him back up again. Doctor, Albert stands here. Yes, stay here and I, I shall advance onward. So Robert excitedly makes his way into the Atlas room. <laughs>